Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Live from New York, it's the show with a functioning printer. It's first things first. Today, Joe Burrow. Might miss week one. Can Cincinnati afford another slow start? Meanwhile, Jalen Hurts describes his triple threat mindset. And Dak says the Dallas offense is far more detailed. NFC East preview in 14 minutes. And finally, well, the most anticipated play in all of NFL history. Mahomes is behind the back pass. We got another teaser. When and will it come? Alongside Chris Broussard, I'm Kevin Wilds. Nick? Yes. Can you give me an exact date? Oh, I can't give see. you an exact date. And, we, you know, we were going to see it last year. But then Mahomes' ankle got mangled, and so it threw things off. Okay. This is an 11-on-11 in front of people, a real play call. They're not throwing this away. Okay. They're, they're, it's, it's not for nothing right there. Here we go. We're going to start with an animation. And then we're going to start with <laughs> Joe Burrow's calf. Zach Taylor told us Burrow would be sidelined for, quote, several weeks. We don't know how long several weeks is with a calf strain. Week one, however, is in doubt, and Jamar Chase told NFL Network that there's no rush. Take a listen. They were wondering, did Jamar really mean that, that he doesn't want him to play week one? Yeah. Do you have any thoughts? I 100% mean that. And is that, is that anything to do with where Joe is now, or you just want him to play it safe? I want him to be 100% healthy to play. I don't want him rushing nothing. I don't want people in his ear telling him to play at a certain time. I just want him to be healthy. And that's not me telling him to play that certain game. It's just that's me saying be healthy when you're back 100% healthy. Okay. You agree with that? Of course. I 100% agree with it because I said it the day after Joe Burrow got hurt. This is Kalijah Cansey, the number one pick for the Bucks, suffered a calf strain around the same time Joe Burrow did. August 1st, I think, is when Kalijah suffered it, so maybe a few days after. And he was, he's listed four to six weeks, and the Bucks said he's, pro, you know, very questionable for week one. <clears throat> the idea that you would put Joe Burrow out there if he is not 100% Anywhere beneath his hips. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to argue, you could put him out there if he's not 100% in, in an upper body injury. I can listen to that. Like, hey, I want to play. Maybe I won't be as good. But even if my yep. shoulder's hurting, I'm better than Trevor Simeon. So be it. But it's not just that you could re-injure the calf. It's that the calf injury could lead to you not being able to evade a big hit that leads to another injury. And it's not like... The Bengals are a team that has to have some amazing start. It's not like they're a team that has to have home field advantage. In this, these two years where they've made a Super Bowl and an AFC title game, they've had two total home playoff games. The first round in 2021 and the first round in 2022. They've been on the road after that, and they've acquitted themselves quite well. They beat so the Chiefs they, in Kansas they, City. They did beat the Chiefs in Kansas City. They beat the Titans in Tennessee. They beat the Bills in Buffalo. They then lost to the Chiefs in Kansas City and lost to the Rams in one of those wildly unfair road Super Bowls that, you know, I hear the NFL is considering striking all of them from the record books, both of them, but that's neither here nor there. I So yes, of course he should sit out until he's 100% healthy. I don't even think this is a question or a controversial take. 
It's not at all. I mean, I'm surprised that anybody would come at Jamar Chase like like he said something crazy. This is exactly what they should be doing. You should err on the side of caution. All right, and it's you. I agree with you, Nick, about the lower extremities versus shoulders, things like that. But it's also time of the season. If he had a shoulder injury that you could play through, I still, if he was going to, like, get 100% within the first month of the season, I still would keep him out mm-hmm. and try to err on the side of caution because, you know, like you said, last year they started poorly, and obviously they were able to overcome Some people it. were writing them off last year they started so poorly. Was that why? Some people. No, I, I did. Some I, people. I, I'm, Does, I, I'll own it. I'll own it. I wrote off my one of my hometowns. One of your many hometowns. But, but I learned my lesson. <laughs> yeah. But but they, look, they, this year, the future is Joe Burrow. As good as Jamar Chase is, as good as T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, their future of their franchise is Joe Burrow. So you don't only err on the side of caution for the present, but for the future as well. Like, no matter how long it takes, you let him get 100%. Okay. So I guess the better question would have been 85%, or we would have to pick a number. Below no, no, it's a hundred. Wait, yeah. if he is hundred, I guess so. Yeah, because ninety-five percent. No, then no. sit. Then okay. sit. All right. There's an element of hubris to this, and I'll, we'll play the next Jamar Chase quote in a second. But here's Joe Burrow's record against the Browns. Everyone's like, "Well, you got the Browns. You're going to wash the Browns." Like, no, you're not. Joe Burrow is four and uh, one and four against the Browns. So you got the Browns to start, and you're probably going to lose against the Browns. So here's Jamar Chase on when he wants to see Burrow back. I mean, we'd be okay as long as he's there for the end of the season. You know what I'm saying? We're worried about the, the bigger picture, not the small picture here. That's what we're trying to win. So, you know what I'm saying? As long as he comes in around the season that we need him, then we're going to be okay. Okay, so here's the thing, bro. They started last year 2-3, and three, and then they came back. They went 10-1 and one after starting 2-3. and three. That's just not normal. I don't think no, that's going to happen, especially if you're going to lose this Browns game. You can't assume you're going to rip off seven or eight wins in a row. No, I look, I, I agree. I think the Browns and a lot of people would, right? I think they're going to be much better. I think Deshaun Watson is, I don't know that he'll get back to Houston, Deshaun, but I think he's going to be play well. Than last year. And as you said, not only is Burrow one and four against them, they haven't won in Cleveland, where that first game is, since 2017. Okay, so that's they won, they've won two of the last ten times they played. I mean, this is a state rivalry. All right, and so and this is with Jacoby Brissett mm-hmm. and Baker Mayfield playing quarterback for Cleveland. So I definitely think that's a possible loss. Obviously, they got the Ravens after that. That's a likely loss. I mean, the Ravens will have Lamar, presumably, and – they're probably upset over what happened last year in the playoffs. You oh, know, and the so Ravens match up come well against them. I mean, yeah, the Ravens give them some with trouble. Joe Burrow playing and without Lamar, it came down. The playoff game came down to one play. So right. go ahead. I'll I also think the Rams they'll beat the Titans. Look, I get it that they're on the downslide, but they are not an easy out under Mike Vrabel. Period. You know, so that's going to be a tough game. Your Cardinals, Wilds, okay. yeah, they'll they'll get that. So they should be. They'll probably be two and three. If they're one and four, that could spell trouble. But they should be two well, and three. And I'm not saying that's when he's coming back. But no, they might the, be safe. Well, Seattle will be tough. So obviously. that's the thing is like. And by the way, it should be noted, Vegas is not yet fully buying that he wouldn't be out there week one. Okay. They're buying it a little bit. This the line opened Cincinnati favored by two and a half. Mm-hmm. 
It is currently Cincinnati favored by one, one and a half. The gap between Burrow and Simeon is worth more than a point, point and a half in Vegas. So Vegas is kind of saying he might be there, might not be there. If you see that line flip to Cleveland being favored, that's when Vegas is saying we, we think Joe Burrow's missing that game. But I, this is the value in having a veteran backup. And I'm not arguing Trevor Simeon is a great player. And I understand Simeon hasn't won a game in this league since 2017. But he's only had one stretch of starting, really. 2021 New Orleans, that was the you know dark horse MVP year for Jameis Winston. And I, New Orleans did go 0-4 in those games, but... They averaged giving up 30 points per game in those four games. Mm-hmm. Simeon had 12 touchdowns, four picks, an 85 rating, which is basically what you'd hope for Back from up. a backup quarterback. And I think the Rams are going to be terrible. I think the Cardinals, if you were to get to week five, are going to be the worst team in the league. And I do think it is – let's just say he were to miss five weeks. Again, that's the longest end. But say that's what it was. Yep. Say that they thought he could play week one, and then in getting ready for the game, he re-aggravates and missed five weeks. Okay. I do think the Bengals are good enough against Browns, Ravens, Titans to win one of them. And then all so of a sudden, I think two. they could go three and two. I think their worst case would be two and three. And they have shown they can pull themselves out of that. What they can't pull themselves out of is Joe Burrow getting injured in week one and having to miss two months. Oh, yeah. That's what they can't. And the other part of it, and we don't like, and I shouldn't say we don't like, but it, it almost feels ominous to talk about this type of stuff. But Burrow is also, injuries to him are different than a lot of other starting quarterbacks because he has already in his info career suffered a massive lower body injury. Mm -hmm. And so you have to be extra preventative, not that that would lead to another one, but that if he were to suffer another one, what that does to him. You don't want guys having multiple surgeries, things like that. So I just would be extra cautious with Burrow, given the schedule, given the history, and one could even argue – the point about him struggling oddly against the Browns, a team he has five interceptions against, hasn't played well. Oh, let him it, sit. It's almost another reason. Like, hell, okay. let him sit out. He struggles against this team anyway huh. and see if he can be fully healthy for that Ravens game the week that. after. Ah, sure. Change my mind. Okay. Uh, let's take a look at the odds. My Chiefs coming in at number one. Stop saying that. What? They're not number one? They're not yours. <laughs> oh. <laughs> then the Bills, then the Bengals, then the Ravens, and then for some reason, the Jets. Mm, yeah, these are bad. For some reason, it called Aaron Rodgers. How's that for a reason? Okay, how'd the Packers do last year? Yeah, that, that was his Packers. Why don't you ever give it back to him that your Cardinals and his Packers had the him. same playoff success? Wow, I don't know him. why you let him <laughs> off the hook on that every single time. He only gives it but, back. But, to but go guys. ahead. By the numbers, it's the Bills. But who's the biggest threat to Kansas City? Uh, I mean, I listen. There is no real threat to Kansas City, and these numbers are ridiculous. It should be. Kansas City, minus 105. The Chiefs should be slight favorites against the field in the AFC. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a 55% chance the Chiefs make the Super Bowl, a 45% chance for the rest of the conference collectively. So one of my favorite bets on the board, America, is the Chiefs win the AFC getting three and a half to one. Give me a break. But if I must pick a team, there are two human beings alive who have beaten Patrick Mahomes in a football game that matters. You might be like, Nick, they all matter. No, the regular season games matter for seeding and home field. Well, has the Chiefs ever played a road playoff game under Mahomes? No. So none of those road, those regular season losses hurt the Chiefs at all. They've been at home with the one seed or otherwise the whole time. The two human beings are Joe Burrow and Tom Brady. 
Tom Brady doesn't play in the NFL anymore. He owns a few teams. He owns a little bit of the Raiders, owns a soccer club, does a lot of cool stuff. So there's one team whose quarterback can look across the field and say, I beat that guy in a game that mattered. That team is the only team that can claim to be any type of threat. Everyone else has just been a victim of the wake of Patrick Mahomes, except for Brady. Again, Brady who got him both times in the playoffs. But Brady's gone. So, of course, it's in. Are you saying there's only one quarterback that looks across the field with confidence? Like, I can be him. I'm not intimidated. Like, okay, I can be him. There's only one quarterback who looks across the field without false confidence. I think the other ones might believe it. I don't don't think Lamar Jackson ever has false confidence. Okay. I think he's very confident. Now, the Bengals' great argument for them is the number one threat. Obviously, if Burrow, you know, is fine – because they, this is it's almost like styles make fights. They're a tough matchup for the Chiefs. I mean, they've beaten them three out of four times, and we know how close the AFC title game was. So, I think, Nick, the, the talk about them not being a threat at all, no, they are a real threat. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go with Baltimore. Wow. Because Baltimore, I think, matches – they're a tough matchup for Cincinnati. We, like you said, they almost beat them in the playoffs – with Tyler Huntley. I know he's a pro bowler mm-hmm. somehow. Oh, exactly. <laughs> he made it last year. But you know what I'm saying. Like, that, they almost beat them without Lamar Jackson. I think, and I get it. I get people being skeptical. I get people, it's an unproven yet, or unknown, I should say. But I think Lamar is going to be very good in this offense with Todd Munkin. I, I think he's got the best receivers he's ever had. And I'm not saying they're top of the league, but it's a good receiving core and better than he's ever had. He's still got Mark Andrews as a tight end. The run game's going to be strong. And if he can throw it, and I think he can, outside of the numbers with accuracy, mm-hmm. that is going to open up the scrambling game. And he is going to be able to scramble. And I, I think, and obviously the defense is always tough. So the Ravens, I'm going to go with. Head to head matchup, Ravens, Chiefs. Who do you got? In. Just if in the regular season. If it happens. I mean, the I Chiefs are great, but I think the Ravens could beat them. The, they've been some close games they, over no, the they've years. They've had some Lamar. great games. There was yeah. one of the. Mahomes, the 2018, I think it was. Might have been. No, it would have had to be 2019. Mm. Uh, but uh, the Chiefs needed a fourth and forever. To, right. to, do you remember right. that play? It was a crazy right. Mahomes to Tyreek play. Yep. I, I'm not dismissing the Ravens in a one-off scenario. You know that I've said that, that their upside yep. is super high. I don't buy them as much as you. And, again, I think these uh, – take, take away the fact that I think the numbers on the odds are wrong. The order, I think, is screwed up. I think, it, I think Cincinnati has the rightful claim to number two, like I was saying all last year. I personally would put the Chargers third. As far as threats, because of the familiarity, because they have seen Mahomes as much as any team in the league, and they have played him as tough as any team in the Mm -hmm. league outside of Cincinnati. I know you guys will disagree. That's fine. I would have the Jags third, or I guess fourth, but behind the Chiefs, but third of the non-Chiefs teams. And then Baltimore and Buffalo would be right there. I don't look at the Jets as... As anything, and I think that it is noteworthy that the Vegas still really likes the Bills. Vegas has, for two years now, given the Bills far more respect than they give Cincinnati. I don't know why, especially because now at this point, we did see Cincinnati go to Buffalo's building and work them over. But Vegas loves the Bills in a way that doesn't make sense to me still. Jalen Hurts, Jordan-esque. That's next on FS1 and the Fox Sports Channel on SiriusXM. We'll be right back.
What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Jalen Hurts, he's gotten better every year, and he sat down with Peter King to talk about being a triple threat. Take a listen. Now, I've always been a, a unique player, but embracing the, uh, the rarity of being a true triple threat um, and being able to do all of all of the things that the quarterback position requires. So um, I just want to continue developing those those three areas of my game, um, be the best leader I can be, and that goes a long way as well. Triple threat, throwing, running, leading? Throwing, running, um, your mind. Yeah. It was a long time. They told me, they, they said guys like me couldn't think or couldn't process, so I'm trying to put that to sleep. This guy's just the best. Uh, here's Hertz's career. Inside the pocket, the last two years, he's gotten better, yards per pass better, touchdown interception ratio better, and led the NFL in passer rating. Brew, do you expect Jalen Hurts to make another leap? Before you answer, Greg Jennings is here. Go ahead, bro. I do. I do expect him to make wow. a leap. Some people are wondering because he's lost his OC. Who he he made those jumps, those first leaps under Shane Steichen now in Indianapolis. So some may think he's going to take a step back, but I am huge when it comes to quarterbacks. Character, work mm-hmm. ethic, leadership, the mind, as he said, the intangibles. I'm huge on that because the best we've seen, Tom Brady and Joe Montana, they, that's what made them so great, that they had those intangibles. And I think Jalen Hurts has them as well. I think where he makes the biggest jump is the passing game. Now, he was fine last year. He didn't throw it as much as most to, of Correct. the top quarterbacks. But I think this year they probably will throw it a little more. I think – They'll try to – he'll still run, obviously, but I think they'll try to throw it more. And I just think with his work ethic, obviously he's got one of the top receiving groups in the league. I think he's going to take that jump uh, and move to the next level. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. And he talked about being a triple threat. For me, when I look at Jalen Hurts, he, he's, there's, this, there's four thoughts that come to mind for me. Leadership just jumps off the page. Yep. Mm-hmm. Everything about him exemplifies what you want as a leader. Yeah. Then you have the passing efficiency, which you just spoke of, improving in the passing game, becoming more of a pocket passer. He's always been pretty accurate. Uh, so just evolving that, throwing a lot more, having more on his plate when it comes to the passing game, being a dual threat athlete, 
this is what he this is who he is. This is why we are saying he's one of the elite guys in this league. But what separates him is his mental toughness. Like he's he's as mentally tough and sharp as they come. Like listening to him, a lot of players say, Yeah, man, I gotta be better. Right. A lot of players don't actually believe that they are on the path to being better mm-hmm. by working at it every day and drastic or not even drastically, but subtly making improvements in the fine tuned areas, like the fundamentals of the game. Like that is Jalen Hurts. That's why he is going to constantly improve and why success will forever follow him because he, he exemplifies how a player like Tom Brady did doesn't become complacent or settle for what they've just experienced. Yeah. So I buy all of that, but I another the, the, I do not expect him to take another leap, but it almost sounds like it's because I think more highly of him. Like, another leap is he's the best quarterback in the league. There's not a lot of room for him to go, guys. He, the, 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 the five best quarterbacks in football are Patrick Mahomes, who is on a tier above everyone else. And then you can argue about the order, mm-hmm. but Burrow, Hurts, yeah. Trevor and Josh Allen. That's the next. That's the rest of your time. Okay, you guys want to take out Trevor? That's fine. I don't want to argue about Trevor. But he's somewhere. We all agree he's in that room. Mm -hmm. And some would argue he's already the second best. Some would say no, Burrow's ahead of him. I know some folks like Allen more than I think they're crazy. Whatever it is, there's not. His goal right now is to maintain. His goal right now, yes, you want to fine-tune. Everybody wants to get better every day, all that stuff. But amongst the quarterback hierarchy is to make sure he doesn't backslide. That's, to me, where he's at. And I agree with everything you guys said about his mentality. The one thing I would add that I think he has as an edge, a physical edge on these other guys, is his raw strength, power, and toughness and his ability to deliver, you know, to sustain the running game because, you know, he famously squats 600 pounds and all all of those things. I also think the fact that his benching at Alabama is an odd mental benefit for him now. Which is, he yep. dealt with a level of adversity yep. that a lot of these top flight quarterbacks have never dealt with until After they face. After winning a national correct, championship. Correct. Right. Exa- uh, adversity, what could have been embarrassment. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of guys, the first time they deal with that, something like that is at the NFL at level. How level. are you going to. So all of those things, I'm not taking a shot at the guy. No, no. I just don't think there, I think. He could be, I guess, universally considered the second-best quarterback in the league after this season. But I, I, to me, that's not a big leap because some people already consider him the second-best quarterback in football. I think it's a big leap because, one, he's only done it great, at a great level for one year. So a lot of people do want to see you do it for two years. We've seen sure. guys – heck, we saw his predecessor, Carson Wentz, have a great year. He, he needs to do it for two years, and I think the passing can definitely improve. Now, maybe it'll just be because they're giving him more opportunities. Like we saw against the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, they needed him to throw and that was to the stay best in his it, life. and he threw it well. Mm-hmm. The first two playoff games, they were blowouts. They didn't yeah. need him to throw, so the numbers don't look good. So he can jump from, say, what he had, 22 touchdowns last year to between 25 and 30. Mm-hmm. I think that's a jump because he's a physical runner. He's not like Lamar, where Lamar's not a physical runner as far as taking shots and and stuff like that. So they're going to want to, you know, lessen the blows that he takes. Even though he's great at running the ball, they're going to want to throw it more, I believe. So I think that's how he can make a jump. Um, Greg, quickly before we move on to Dak, do you think 
Jalen's mindset protects them from the Super Bowl hangover? A hundred percent. You're saying yes. it's off the board for you, When you have a guy walking in the building every single day, working the way that he works, preparing himself as though last year it was cool, but we didn't accomplish anything that we set out to accomplish in terms of the ultimate goal. That's his mentality. Mm -hmm. You can't help but to follow suit and get in, get in line with that. I'll add one other thing. I also think Kelsey coming back, Jason. Huge. Because that's the Absolutely. he's a future not not I'm not even talking about his performance on the field, which is great. Yep. What I mean is he is one of the leaders of that locker yep, room, a, a future Hall of Famer. Mm -hmm. And it's like, guys, I I could have I was contemplating retiring, going I came home back with for, my I because came of this guy. This, yeah, because of this guy yeah. and for this and team. For one reason. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And so okay. I think that outside of week too. one. I'm rooting for you, Jalen Hurts. <laughs> uh, details, details, details. That sums up the new offensive philosophy. Now that Kellen Moore is gone and Mike McCarthy will be calling the plays, Michael Gallup told USA Today uh, this is the first year he's had to, quote, key in on how many steps Dak is taking. And Dak says there's just a crazy amount of details. Guys are on the same page, just being very open and communicating. And that has been a world of difference. Greg, you found this article fascinating. Why? Uh, a, a lot of reasons why. None more than, number one, my number one takeaway is this: they should have been detailed. They should have been understanding the timing that it takes for a quarterback for, from a three-step drop to a five-step drop, seven-step action. But it also goes, takes me all the way back to a few years ago when they had this one guy on their roster named Amari Cooper. Loves Amari Cooper. I do because he was very detailed. This was never a conversation when Amari Cooper was in the building. Now you get a young C.D. Lamb. He emerges. He's great. Younger but Younger. The moment, the, the number one thing you have to guard from as a receiver is quickening your route. Meaning, if I get leverage on a defender, I immediately break my route because I think, oh, I'm open. Well, this is what Schottenheimer, this is what uh, Mike McCarthy and Dak are trying to prohibit those guys outside from doing because what that does is it speeds up everything for Dak. He's now throwing when he doesn't really want to throw. The window is uh, more condensed, and there's not that spacing that you naturally would have. Again, running routes on in person versus seeing it drawn up on paper, two different things. It always fits against the perfect defense on paper. But when you are on field and a defender jumps or he doesn't go to the depth that you need, you got to make a decision. Are you going to cut that route short or are you going to have route discipline and route integrity? That's what this article is exposing. These receivers in this room didn't have that route discipline and integrity to where it, it hurt Dak more than anything because he was the one shouldering these interceptions right. when in reality it was a culmination of all of these guys. I think that's a great point. I honestly was going to say the exact same stuff about the receivers <laughs> the depth. So I'm yeah, just going to, I'm going to, you know, Greg kind of stole my thunder there. Greg, so I'm going to just, teammate. I'm going to have this great that. job. I mean, I mean, you and I talked about this. I told you my opinion. Like, oh, okay, let me go first. Kind of weird. Um, but to answer the question on the screens, this year Dallas gets over the hump. If I the if we define the hump as wins a Super Bowl, that's then the, I don't know. But I don't Super think How about that? again, Bruce that's and not I, the hump. No, the hump is the thing they haven't gotten to in the last that, 27 years, that is which not, is the conference championship weekend. That Literally, is not for in college sports bro, Final Fours. Is, is, is getting to the conference championship game would be satisfying for them? It would be getting but over the hump. Having not gotten but, there, exactly. And, and what do you get for that? Hold on. 
Well, the what best do you get record for that? in the last two decades yeah, hold on. for the well, Cowboys. You get nothing. Okay, correct. But the, can I can I just say why? Whether we're talking about the conference championship game or the Super Bowl, either one, just set it aside because you don't get much for making the Super Bowl and losing. You do, you do get, get a, a conference trophy. championship. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Uh, I think people have, again, tricked themselves into thinking the Cowboys were not awesome last year. They were. They lost their first game of the year. Mm-hmm. They then lost a game with a backup quarterback in. Mm-hmm. They then lost in overtime to Aaron Rodgers and in overtime to NFL royalty. And they lost in the final week of the regular season when they were playing for nothing. That's it. Then in the playoffs, how'd they do? They rolled Tom Brady in the final game of his career. And then they lost to a Niners team that going into that game, had won 11 straight by an average of 17 points, and they lost by seven. That Niners team, from the time the Chiefs beat them until the time Brock Purdy's elbow exploded, was a juggernaut, Mm -hmm. a straight juggernaut. And so you now have a team that I think didn't get worse. I know they lost Dalton Schultz, but they bring in Brandon Cooks. They bring in Stephon Gilmore. I, I don't love the loss of Kellen Moore, but from what Greg's talking about, it sounds like maybe for Dak that they have done okay in the replacement level. I think Dallas is going to be really good. And they have a defensive superstar brew yeah. that is in the stage of his career where he should still be getting better each year because he's that young. So, yeah, I think they absolutely could get over the hump this year. Yes. First of all, the hump is not the NFC title game. Okay. Because no one in Dallas is going to be satisfied if they just get to the NFC championship it, game. They will be thrilled. It means They really, will be thrilled. Really. Greg. The Dallas Cowboys? If the Browns get to the AFC title That's game, the Browns. They're the, the Browns same over the, the last history. 25 no, years. The Browns do not have the history and the pedigree Nobody of the Dallas Cowboys. Do we talk about the Browns on every show? What? No. But the Dallas Cowboys are always talked yeah. about. Yes. Okay. I mean, there is no way. They are about winning championships. The but Bo- no, they're not. The Boston, no, they are not. The Boston. <laughs> they're not. The Boston Celtics. At having one, they've won one comparison. championship since Larry Bird left the building. Yeah, but they've right. been and to the they finals But they times. are not satisfied with that. They are they, only no. satisfied with banners because they got the banners hanging from the rack. Drew, can I ask you a question? And they, in all Jerry Jones ain't, isn't rocking around talking about, I, I would give up anything to get to Bro. the NFC title hey, game. Bro, can I ask you a question? Yeah. In all seriousness, I'm the dead Patriots serious. have defined this century of football, right? Yes. Okay. If it's the year 2048, 25 years from now, and I'm like, the Patriots, we're about winning championships. Let's just hold Isn't on. it fair to be like, Drew, dude, you would be happy with an AFC championship? What's the success for the Chicago like, Bulls? No. What's the success for Chicago Bulls? They won six titles. Y'all the most recent yeah. ones more recent than the Cowboys. the Dallas Cowboys We're the Bulls. Are. Okay. I are we? No, no. Do we talk about the Bulls when we talk no. NBA? If the Bulls you aren't try relevant, to bring them up all the we time. don't talk the about Jordan. You right? Bro, please. I mean, the the Cowboys are always talked about because I I know you like to play around and maybe you believe it in your head. Yeah. America's team is the Dallas yes, Cowboys. But they got fans. There were a few teams with they fans all over the country. And oh. I don't think they'll get over the hump, which is a Super Bowl. Okay, but can I just ask this question? Let me just stay here for a second. Do you agree that the after the Cowboys, the Niners and the Steelers, as far as championship is the expectation, nationwide fan base Whoa. talked about that, a ton. Is that a little slight We're, over what? With the Packers? <laughs> Okay, well, the, I wasn't even thinking of the, the Packers, to be okay, honest. Well, the, well, the Packers about the, had their continue. run. But, but hold on. Yeah. But the, let's say if the Niners 
You think last year or the year before was a, was a failure for the Niners? No, of course not. Any team in the NFL that makes conference championship weekend, I think last year was a failure unless for the they Niners. are the overwhelming uh, favorite to, to win the Super Bowl, that year was a success. No. Yes. It was a Look, disappointment. Are, it wasn't a failure. There are a handful of national teams. Yeah. There's the Lakers and the Celtics in the NBA. There's the Yankees in baseball. Oh. And there's the Dallas Cowboys in football where they are Proof. national teams. And for them, for the Yankees, Yankees haven't won a World Series since, what, 2009? Every single year they don't win it. It's a failure. True. We have producers That's on this show who have never been alive to see the Cowboys play in a conversation. Well, they need game. to hit the books okay. and see what, what the Cowboys <laughs> used to be. I'm keeping it real. That, they, Dak said it the other day. He said it's Super Bowl or bust when you what play you down say? in Texas. Old people, people be lying, lying. man. Quit <laughs> the books. <laughs> Greetings, soccer fans. Are you ready for the 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup? Because we are. That's right. Australia, New Zealand, look out. State of the Union is coming. Off the post and in. And we'll be going above and beyond down under. We'll have new podcast episodes every single match day. So follow Alexi Lawless's State of the Union on the Fox app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash FTF, netsuite.com slash FTF, netsuite.com slash FTF. And we're going to talk about this one, Guardians White Sox. Ramirez has a double, and then Tim Anderson drops the glove and has an awkward stance, and he ends up getting down. Ouch. Not great. Uh, After the game, Ramirez had this to say about Anderson. I had a little context. I think he, Tim Anderson, has been disrespecting the game for a while. I even had the chance to tell him during the game, uh, don't do that stuff. That's disrespectful. Don't start tagging people like that. Now, the previous game, he said it's not specifically about this, but this was a thing where we got a double, and then when Rokio slides, Tim Anderson does this slick move here. He's like, yeah, I know you're safe, but how about now? How about if I just take my glove and move your hand? For some reason, the refs correctly called him safe, and then our replay was out. So there's a chance that the Guardians were also upset about that. May have started something. Now the suspensions are down. Tim Anderson got six games and got knocked out. Uh, Ramirez got three games. Brew, break it all down. 
Well, I, I, look, I knew Tim Anderson was in trouble when he, he stumbled in his stance. Uh -oh. You know, when he was getting ready, Drew he stumbled. Goes to one fight, oh, baby. I'm just, no, I'm just oh, saying. Now, I will give Tim Anderson this. He looked good until he got hit. Well. All right, like he looked like he knew what he was doing. He threw, his blows looked like he knew what he was doing. No, and, and in fairness, Ramirez closed his eyes and threw a punch, and he connected. And it knocked him out. But I look, the suspensions, I'm fine with. A lot of people might be thinking, oh, Anderson should get less because he's the one that got clocked. But no, he started it, in my view. And Ramirez was just defending himself. I disagree. I disagree Anderson's he tagging. He said he tagged him too hard. And Anderson was dying to I gotta, fight. I gotta he wanted to fight. Oh, it was like, if no, you don't take no. off his gloves, it's Hold like. Hold on a second. It's Did just it a regular finish? baseball fight where we talk and we no. push and all that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. He wanted to fight. Okay, sure. And, he, get, and he gets the ignominy of, of being knocked out forever and then being wobble legged, oh, trying to tough. get back to the dugout, all of it. But See, what started the fight is Jose Ramirez putting his finger on his forehead. Uh, that I don't is, think he touched him. That, I don't no, think he no, no. did. He that, touch I'm him? Telling, show it again. That is, I'm telling he you right now. He put his fist on his jaw. I, I don't know about no, his finger on his forehead. All that too. <laughs> but the this thing escalated right there. Oh come on. That what? You disagree, Wilds? What started it? Then what started it? Well, he's got a history of tagging people too hard. Okay. Oh, oh. Well, that's the, what the Ramirez tag, said. He tagged him too hard. The, the tag that we just saw before in the other previous game, that's what he's complaining about? Somebody trying to What, what started the fight? When he slid into second base. Can we see this line? Yeah. He's being stood over the top of. Ramirez gets up and he pokes him like, dude, get off me. Mm -hmm. He gets up, then he pokes him basically in the face. Mm -hmm. Yes, I want to box then. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he's just I know Anderson he just ended up like, getting man, knocked out. I just couldn't connect because he threw some good blows. I mean, he just his, couldn't connect. You his know? feet are literally up in front of him. Like he's just, the <laughs> stance is all like. <laughs> It's, I, I liked Tim Anderson. I, he was my preseason pick for MVP last year. This is year, why, as athletes, we should stick oof. with the sport that we professionally that? acclaim to be. Oh, I, the eye couple. Fox Sports Radio. We're going to come back. If you're here for we talk a little baseball, baseball analysis. Home fly in the back pass next. <laughs> Warren Sharp has ranked the best receiving groups, wide receivers and tight ends. First were the Eagles, and second Bears. were the Bears. That's not great. Uh, third were the 49ers, so second the Bengals, I guess. Yeah, 20 the Bears. Bears. Hold on now. Yeah. I thought that was strange. <laughs> 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 I'm surprised. 100%. That one shocked me. Uh, 18th were the Chiefs. Sandwich between the Broncos and the Saints. Give me a break. Do you have any issues, Nick? Right, listen, I love Warren Sharp. Uh, his football analysis and his gambling expertise is honestly second to, I think, mine is the only oh, one God. in the world. Like, oh, I, my I, God. I Who great. says second what? to mine? Well, no, I well, mean, he's being less I mean, humble. That was his resolution. I'm sorry, second wow. best in the world, if that's not a high enough okay. compliment. <laughs> uh, but this is a miss from him and his people, if yeah. you ask me. Uh, because, to be clear, this is including the tight end positions. Mm -hmm. Okay. Is. So, Travis Kelsey is as good and impactful as any pass catcher in the league. And if you want to say, no, Justin Jefferson's better, I'll disagree. But, again, he is in the room with Jefferson and Chase, Devontae, all those guys. And then you have the actual receivers, Kadarius Toney, 
is a game breaker. The Chiefs have spent back-to-back second-round picks on guys that fit what they're trying to do. The most recent of which we haven't seen yet, obviously. He's a rookie, Rache Rice. Mm-hmm. The other, Sky Moore, one of your guys, uh, came on strong in the final game of the year, which just happened to be the Super Bowl. And, again, I have been – our producer, Hubs, doesn't like me. I keep sending him this guy's highlights. But Justin Ross – Justin Ross – who was in the same high school class as Jamar Chase and a higher-rated uh, prospect than him, who has a kid who had just turned 19 years old in the college football playoff, had 300 yards and three touchdowns, then dealt with a very scary spinal issue mm-hmm. that kind of derailed his career. That's now taken care of. That He's healthy and dynamic. The idea that the Chiefs with Travis Kelsey and these other guys are below average is an absurdity. It's an absurdity. It's just not true. So I like Warren. He does great work. Again, second best in the world. But come on, give me a break. Yeah, give I'm, me a break. I'm with you. I support Thank you. everything you just said. And I look at the question: calls for concern? No. You got the greatest equalizer in Patrick Mahomes. So I mean, I'll move on from there and say they're just fine. It really doesn't matter when you have a quarterback that is that good and an impact player that makes everyone's job easier. In Travis Kelsey, who, in my opinion, is out. He's, he may be, outside of a quarterback, the most impactful offensive player in the game. I totally You can say what you that. want. I'm a receiver, and I love Jettas. I don't know if his impact is as great as Travis Kelsey's. Correct. Yeah. So, for me, this is – I'm looking at this list, and I even look at the Chargers. Like, the Chargers at 10? Really? With that, that stat? Those receivers in that unit? Uh, look, uh, it's not a cause for concern because you got Patrick Mahomes, as you said. The thing is, other than Kelsey, and they, those guys might prove to be great. If, if they're, they're good receivers, yeah, they're unknowns. That's fair. That's why I think it's fair. And, and Kadarius is a bone breaker, not a game breaker. I mean, when he's healthy, he's oh, a game breaker. But you can't, he gets hurt all the time. He's hurt now. But you can't do that. Bone breaker. If you're if – you're, if you're, if you're basing it off of whether you're not going, whether you're going to have a guy in the lineup or not, that's not fair. You, With him, you, though, it's like it's like if we we always say about Anthony Davis, if he's healthy, we don't say that about most other players because every anybody could get hurt. But Kadarius, that was his problem in college and here. Mm-hmm. And so he's great when he's healthy. And if he stays healthy, and he'll be back, you know, they'll be good. Can but, I give one? Count- are the Jets too low? No, Number the Jets 12? are exactly where they're supposed to be. Yeah, no, the Jets have Garrett Wilson. No, Lazar is not a good number th- two. He thinks I, they should be higher. He I, no, I'm, 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 I mean, look, I looked at the cores ahead of them. Yeah. It's a tough argument, but yeah. will y'all act like Lazard though and McCole Hardman aren't I, like a nice two and three? But the the, the Chiefs could have brought back McCole Hardman, and they let him walk. They let Tyreek. Well, they traded no, Tyreek, but Tyree still, they they, they, they could have brought can, him back. It, they would have without. Can I just say one other thing? Reason that I think the Chiefs' receiving core is underrated, because statistics. Statistically, when you have a backup running back, do we have the graphic? I think we do. A backup running back take up nine of your receiving touchdowns more than those receivers. All of a sudden, I think those real touchdowns. I gotta grind the all. (laughs) Oh, the real touchdowns. They're all real touchdowns. Were they real? Were they real? Catch receipt. Like they're different than Justin Jefferson is catching bombs. Well, one of them. McKinnon's like, hey, go the underhand. So just so you know, I I actually much to the chagrin. Of, I think it was Dusty gave me a hard time about this. Watched the other day every single one of Mahomes' touchdown passes Hello, last year. We do that. Josh and I do that. Every okay, day. he had two all year. Two 
that were the little pop pass thing you hate so much. I don't so hate if you want to, if you want to remove that, no, fraudulent. Jarek McKinnon, they were a lot of swing passes, and he went out and scored touchdowns. My point is, Long those touchdowns could have gone to receivers. They just went to Jarek McKinnon, okay. like McColl. That okay last okay. year, McCall. Chiefs uh, just, had the number one passing offense, 298 yards, 18 better than McCall. the Bucks. So kind of the proof's in the pudding. Yeah. That's what I always. That's why I'm. Where were the Patriots at on that? Twenty. Not thirty. So. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the most anticipated play in the history of football. Two years ago, we saw it indoors, and we saw three versions of it outdoors. And then finally, well, this is the other one. This is more long distance. And then this weekend, we got this one, which you said was 11 on 11s. We asked Patrick Mahomes, friend of the show, about this last year, and here's what he had to say. Take a listen. It's for sure going to happen at some point in the game. I'm not going to say it's going to happen in the Super Bowl, uh, but, uh, but I, I actually do it in practice a good amount. Um, I throw it uh, and, and complete it probably like 80 to 90% of the time. Oh, come on. And, and, but uh, I'm, I'm a little too scared still to do it in the game. And Travis, <laughs> he gives me crap for it. Every time I do it in practice, he, all he yells is do it in the game. Hello. <laughs> not going to be a jerk. I would have preferred a courtesy there. <laughs> for us? Yes. Courtesy, first things first? Yes. Kevin Wilds asked this question. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Oh, personal um, I can, I, can I make a seri- one serious yes. point about this? Do it one time in a game, and it legitimately causes problems for the entire league that's on the Chiefs' schedule. Because what, is one, what does every team have the same amount of, Greg? Time. time. Prep. What are we working on? And you do this one time. And then in film and in meetings and in everything, they're like, all right, guys, even if they have all the receivers to this side of the field and Patrick's looking to this side of the field, if they have a running back leaking out behind him, we have to assign someone to it because he's known to flip it behind his back. Sick. And I, that play looked different than the other ones. It wasn't, it wasn't seven on seven. It wasn't with no defense. It wasn't at the goal line. This was a real look. All sky more defense, everything, and they have the blockers out there. This was the called play, and they went and did it. So no, I, I agree with you on that, Nick. Like this, this was not just for show. This was like with a purpose. Yeah. It's like like old school basketball players when they went behind the back or crossover. It was with a purpose, and they kept going to the rim. Now they do it for show a lot. This was. Just a deceptive play that if you can do, if you're looking that way and the defense is there, if he does it, I like it. When he does it, if you can run this play that we got to witness last year, this little oh, yeah, ring exactly. around the road, if this is what we, and we saw, if you watched quarterback, the Netflix series, you, you heard them talk about the input that they have as a team just offensively and how Andy Reid actually gives them input or allows for them to have that input. He says something when, when you got, when you, when Kev, our own, very own Kevin Wiles asked the question. Thank you. He said, I'm not comfortable yet. I'm still a little nervous about doing it. All it takes is for him to become a little bit more comfortable, and the way you get more acclimated and comfortable with it is you do it every day in practice, which I'm sure he does, and we're going to see it sooner rather than later. November 20th. That's it? That's it? Chiefs-Eagles. Oh. oh Keep talking about the sod, fellas. Keep talking about the sod. Have some of that. <laughs> they really are becoming your Chiefs. Stop it. That's good stop. stop it. That's good stop. stop. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> He's got to do it to embarrass a team. 
Burrow's calf. Zach Taylor told us Burrow would be sidelined for several weeks. We were like, how long? Several weeks. Like, several. Uh, week one now in doubt, and Jamar Chase told NFL Network that there's no rush. Take it easy. Take a listen. They were wondering, did Jamar really mean that, that he doesn't want him to play week one? Yeah. Do you have any thoughts? I 100% mean that. And is that, is that anything to do with where Joe is now, or you just want him to play it safe? I want him to be 100% healthy to play. I don't want him rushing nothing. I don't want people in his ear telling him to play at a certain time. I just want him to be healthy. And that's not me telling him to play that certain game. It's just that's me saying be healthy when you're back. 100% healthy. We all agreed. All right. We all agreed earlier that he shouldn't play. Nick? Well, hold on. I think we all agreed that obviously he shouldn't play if he is severely compromised. The day after this injury happened, I said if there, you can be 90% and he should sit out. 90%? Yeah. 90% and sit out. No, but it's, here's the thing. You, the only time, Greg, what is the only time an NFL player has a chance to be 100% healthy? Never. Oh, well, first week of the season <laughs> would be the only time. Yes. That's what I mean. Game. Over the course of the season, you're going to be dealing with. <clears throat> so you want to start in as good a position as possible. And Jamar talked about how his rookie year, he, he took it slow in the very beginning mm-hmm. because he wanted to start off fully healthy. When you have a quarterback who is not the, the biggest guy, who has already had his knee blown up once in his career and, and suffered this initial strain on a totally innocuous scramble. Mm-hmm. You can't put him out there if he's against Miles Garrett if he's not 100%. And what Cincinnati does, I think, have going for it is it has had this level of success. They haven't needed home field advantage. They have won their division, but that's been they 2021 at home in game one of the playoffs, on the road against Tennessee, one, on the road against Kansas City, one, on the road in the Super Bowl, lost. Again, those road Super Bowls, they're just an outrage. Uh, last year, on the road in week one, or at home in week one of the playoffs, one, on the road in week two against Buffalo, one, on the road in Kansas City, Lost, and so there's just like they—they're fine. They and so what, the only way they're not fine is if Joe Burrow suffers a major calf strain, yeah. Yeah. or if Joe Burrow suffers a different injury because he can't run on his calf mm-hmm. and he gets hit. So of course you sit him. Of course. Yeah, I'm I'm with Jamar actually on this. The more and more I listen to it and look at it, like he's thinking long term, and so when you think about that, and and I've watched this clip. If we can show it again, like you watch the clip, he has a sleeve That's on his I calf said, already. Man. So why is he even out there? So obviously something was going on prior to this yeah. actually taking place. <clears throat> and so only people who would know that is guys on the field with him, a close friend and Jamar Chase. So he's like, well, dude, this has been kind of, it's been nagging at you. Yeah. It got you. Let's just sit out and let's let us Keep things afloat through the regular season. The the reason why I agree with Jamar Chase on this is because the most vulnerable a team can be is typically at the beginning of the season because everybody's trying to find out what we're going to be and how our offense is going to look, defense is going to look. So when you look at their first two division games on their schedule, it's the Browns. We don't know what Deshaun Watson is going to look like. It's going to be a tough game. So it, it could be, it could very well be a tough game just because of it's a divisional game. But you can you can lose that game and still be okay. Then you got the Ravens. You look at the Ravens, they have a new look offense with Lamar and all the supporting cast now that he has. So even if you were to lose these two games, your season isn't over without Joe Burrow. But if you 
allow Joe Burrow to play in either of these games and anything happens, Calf turns into Achilles. Achilles you're not coming back from. Yeah. Yeah. So I would rather him right. do what Jamar Chase is saying, even though this is not Zach Taylor or anybody in the executive offices saying this. It's smart. He's he's already been injury prone. And that's really the only thing that slowed him down in the NFL. So you guys are right. If it was like week 10 or something, you bring if he's 90%, you could play him. Of course. Him. You can, but at you the beginning like of the one. year, you yeah. want to get him 100%. I'm yeah. in okay. Can I just push back for a second? Sure. It's more pushing back because I agree if he's not 100%. Yeah. But it sounds like what the Bengals are saying that was inspi- inspired by an injury, that was brought about by an injury, and what the Bills say where it's like, man, we're focused on the Super Bowl, we're focused at the end of the year – are the same thing. Yeah. But we're saying the Bengals, it's all good. No. We're focused on the end of the year. But when the Bills say no, it, no, no. we're like, oh, you're so, taking your eye off the ball. No, so Every this game is, matters. So this is kind of uh, – it's interesting because I actually keyed in on that as well. I, I agree – or I said before Jamar said anything that Burrow – you should be super conservative about this. Mm-hmm. I can put that in this category. Jamar saying we should be conservative to protect Joe, that's fine. Jamar saying we have bigger, essentially bigger fish to fry than the beginning of the season, that, that did gain, you know, get my attention that that team, that as far as, well, you, you hope to have bigger fish to fry. You don't know if those fish are ever getting on the boat. You do know what's here right now. So, yes, I agree with you that there is an element of the – trying to get to the end before you get through the beginning in some of those comments. Yep. But that's independent of the fact that I think they have to be very careful with Joe Burrow. Okay. I, but I agree. I, I heard the same thing. All right. Let's take a look at the odds in the AFC. The mighty Kansas City Chiefs <coughs> have a lot of fans. Really friendly fans. Oh, great barbecue. Oh, great barbecue. We, we went to the parade, Greg. It was just a blast. Everyone treated they us They loved nicely. me a while. They really did. And Nick, of course. Yeah. We were serenaded out there. <laughs> then the Bills, then the Bengals, and the Ravens, and then the Jets. Friendly note, Aaron Rodgers has not thrown for 300 yards okay. in 23 games, yet they've got the fifth-best Super Bowl odds. It's just food for thought. Uh, Greg, by the numbers, it's the Bills, but who do you have as the biggest threat to the Chiefs? It's still the Bengals. With a healthy Joe Burrow, it's still the Bengals. It doesn't change anything. The only, he, this is the only quarterback that has beaten the Kansas City Chiefs when it matters. Right. Lamar's had a great regular season against uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, but hasn't been able to do it in the playoff postseason because this team typically doesn't even get that opportunity. For me, it's, it's the Bengals. The Bengals just are a tough matchup for the Kansas City Chiefs. They play them very well. They're not afraid to go toe-to-toe. They feel like you have a great quarterback that can win a game if the ball is in his hands. We have one that if the ball is in his hands last, we're going to win the game. So I I still believe it's the Bengals. Well, that's where – because they are a great matchup for the Chiefs, obviously. And that's where this could hurt. Even if Burrow's out and, you know, for four games or whatever, and it just hurts their – they still make the playoffs – but they can't get home field. And I know you, you ran off how they've won in Arrowhead yeah. and on the road and lost at home. But still, if they had their druthers, if they faced the Chiefs, they'd rather do it of in course. Cincinnati. And that's where something like this hurts you because you might have to go and play them in Kansas City again. But, Greg, I'm going to say the Ravens, though. As, and the, the Bengals definitely are a threat. But the Ravens are a tough matchup for the Bengals. 
Obviously, it's a, it's a division rivalry, but we saw the playoffs last year where they almost beat him with Tyler Huntley. And the, the unknown is what Lamar does in this pro-style offense. But I think he's going to surprise people and be very good. You know, I think – and if he throws it well outside the numbers – then that's just going to open up scrambling for him, and he is going to do major damage with it's his the legs. the unknown part. Why it's, it's a little I unknown. I give it to with the Ravens. Well, so I'm not – listen, I'm not worried about the Bengals, what their record is early in the year or whatever. It doesn't – I mean, it's literally the, AFC, the Arrowhead Invitational, so they're not going to hold that in Cincinnati. It'd be weird, even if they were 15-2. and two. Like, how are you going to hold that <laughs> Cincinnati? And I renamed the, didn't they just rename the stadium so they'd have Can money to pay Joe Burrow? It's like the Big Ten. It'd be weird. Like more teams. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be odd. Arrowhead. Invitation this year's in Buffalo. No, it's in Kansas. <laughs> um, but the, the Cincinnati, the, the point that Greg made is the right one. Two quarterbacks alive have beaten Patrick Mahomes in games that matter. One retired. Yeah. Tom Brady and Joe Burrow. Every and all the other quarterbacks, there's not a long list. <clears throat> Mahomes, I think, has only lost 16 games in his career. But the quarterbacks who have beaten him in the regular season. They never were able to pay that off in the postseason mm-hmm. because the Chiefs play all their playoff games at home. Again, it's the Arrowhead Invitational. Uh, and so they, it's not like, oh, we beat them in the regular season. Now you have to come to our building. That hasn't happened. I think two, two things jump out to me. One is I think Vegas, I agree with you, Wilds, is overvaluing the Jets. I think they're undervaluing the Chargers, wildly undervaluing the Chargers. Mm. And I think that it is interesting that even on this show – we are more skeptical of the Bills than Vegas is. Yeah. The Bills, the Vegas still is giving the last year. Vegas giving the Bills the nod over Cincinnati was one thing because you could say, okay, Cincinnati was they call it a fluke that they made the Super Bowl. But they then played each other in the playoffs mm-hmm. in Buffalo. Cincinnati dog walked them. Mm-hmm. Buffalo has not had a great offseason. <clears throat> Buffalo's the team that lost their defensive coordinator. People thought Lou Anarumo might get a job somewhere. He didn't. And still Vegas loves the Bills. Mm-hmm. I don't that I, I don't understand. And so yeah, I think Cincinnati and the Chargers with the Jags being next would be my list. Cincinnati, the Chargers, and Jacksonville are the biggest threats to the Chiefs. Other, well, yeah, other than the Chiefs, the biggest threat themselves. You know what my answer to that is? Nobody. Okay, you stop it. You're not a Chiefs fan. Nobody. You're, you're our own. Just us. Just the man in the mirror. <laughs> guys listed five teams. And, well, they get the running game going. That was at the end. Welcome back to Just an Electric Show. We're going to head out to San Francisco. Brandon Ayuk, whose pro comp, remember, was Greg Jennings in the draft is very confident in the 49ers prospects this year. Here he is with Papa and Lund. Take a listen. We're out there looking like we got guys all over the place. You got George and they play on first down, throw the ball to Debo on second. JJ in the slot, Christian in the backfield, like it really doesn't matter. Um, but we're just feeling like as long as we uh, do what we have to do, and like I say, come with the mindset um, that we can't be beating them, we feel like nobody can beat us. Nick? Do you believe in the 49ers? No, no. No, I mean they they'll be good. They'll always good. But the the Niners for folks that are, you know, new viewers to the show, last year in the NFC, Wilds was famously real high on the Cardinals. Brew was famously real high on the Packers. Those two teams of course both, you know, got to have the playoffs off, early vacation. I had the Niners all year long. 
and was then that the, necessary to set so, up, well, set uh, us up like just that? giving the context. I was just giving the context. I forget who said Greg new had, viewers of the show. New, thanks for tuning Greg, in. Oh, Greg and the Saints. An another August. team, another team that didn't even make the postseason. And I, of course, you know, had the, had the, the Niners who went into the NFC title game on a 12-game winning streak. So I historically do like the Niners, but I do not like at all what they are trying to do with their quarterback position. I do not like at all the fact that they have just given up seemingly on Trey Lance, never giving him a shot. And unlike these guys, or some people I should say, I do not think Brock Purdy all of a sudden is going to duplicate what he did last year, even though that is a as much of a quarterback-proof offense as one can have. Also, everybody is so excited about Christian McCaffrey, and I would put Christian McCaffrey in the same category that Brew put Kadarius Toney, which is he is an ex- I mean, McCaffrey's a better player. Don't get me wrong. Right. He's an all-pro. But the injury concerns with him are significant. And to be honest, the injury concerns with all the Niners right. seem to be yeah. higher than most teams, maybe because of the yeah. style they play is yeah. so physical, all of it. So, no, I don't think the Niners are going to take a step forward this year, which is what it would take. I think they're far more likely to take a step backward. Are you saying year. that's because of injury, injuries and the quarterback situation, I guess? The, yeah, the quarterback situation more than anything. The yes. quarterback situation, the guy was uh, undefeated. Yeah, I, 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 quarterback wins. I like, don't buy quarterback But it's wins. not his passer rating was the highest in the league. Yeah, I do. 107. Yeah. Like, All right, he no wins or passer rating. No, he just passed, don't like draft. He passed he every test. Pedigree. His, he steps in there and plays great. He faces Tom Brady, the GOAT, doesn't blink an eye and plays great. He beats him. He p- wins two playoff games. One of them, he th- his first playoff game, he threw three touchdowns. Like, Brock Purdy, I'm not saying he's, like, some awesome quarterback. What I am saying is that he's mentally tough. Mentally and he's tough. not going to buckle. And I do think he's a good quarterback I, and going to play great. I, I guess this is what I would say, Greg. A guy whose They're biggest correct. knock on him was his physical limitations, now just had massive surgery on his throwing arm. So a guy who was physically limited throwing the football before he had elbow surgery, and now the teams have a full season of tape on him, and he's coming off an injury, I do not believe he's going to be able to duplicate what he did last year. I don't believe that. Uh, well, time will tell. But for sure. me, when we look at you, – you mentioned something that I've been high on. I, there should be a quarterback competition – between these guys, like I, I, don't, I just don't. Sam Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy, and Trey Lance. Like, well, Darnold might be beating out Lance. For all yeah, I, I just don't think Darnold's going to be the guy because moving forward, it's going to be one of those other two guys, Brock Purdy or Trey Lance. So for me to to have this assumption or this idea that you just hand the keys back over to this guy, he had a great run last year. He gets hurt, he gets injured, and all of a sudden, give him the keys. He can do it all over again. Well, what if Trey Lance actually improves? You you moved up in the draft. You gave up so much to try to acquire this guy to not even give him an opportunity. I just feel like that's oh. – you have you have the roster. This is why I do believe, to answer the question, they are a threat. Okay. Right. You have the luxury to do so in playing Trey Lance and then going right back to Brock Purdy or playing Brock Purdy and then going to Trey Lance, however you want to do it. This is the only team in the National Football League that I believe that it doesn't matter who plays at the, plays the quarterback position. 
Well, uh, th- and to a degree, well, you felt I, that way. To a a, year. Right. To to a degree. Well, uh, that's not quite true. A year ago, what I thought was before Trey Lance got hurt, I thought by the end of the season, once Trey Lance had a full year of football under his belt, they would have a higher level of quarterback play than they had had in the playoffs under Jimmy G, because obviously Jimmy G has the worst fourth quarter passer rating in the history of the playoffs. So it's not a it's not a tough bar to clear to be better than that. I don't. It is baffling to me. The, the Niners are the captains of, you can lose your job due to injury. Right. Jimmy lost his job due to injury. Trey then lost his job due to injury. And now Brock Purdy got injured. They're like, oh, no, no, he's earned it. Why? Because <laughs> he because of what he did last season. But, but, and because of what Trey hasn't done. But That's the thing, but, too. But if Trey, Trey is looking great the to them, Trey has, I, I, it's brief opportunities. Played. I give you that. But he obviously isn't wowing them in practice either. That part is obviously true, but there are certain guys that are amazing in practice and can't translate to the game. There are guys that are not great practice players that are gamers. I I think it is irresponsible for them to once again – here's what I know from their own actions. Their own actions tell us that they believe they can be very good with anyone at quarterback, mm-hmm. but if they have a difference maker at quarterback, they can be great. That's the only reason you trade three first-round picks right. for a team that drafts well in order to get a difference maker at yep. quarterback. To then throw that out and to be totally out before he has 120 career pass attempts is bananas. They don't believe in him. It's, it must be in and, practice. And, they don't believe in him. And the Purdy, look, you like to go back to high school. Yeah. Who was a better prospect in high school? Okay, obviously, no, no. Obviously, it was Brock Purdy. Sure. He went to the Big yes. 12, and yes. uh, Trey Lance went Division One AA. Yes, but and Trey he was Lance a better was... prospect in college, no, too, because no. he was playing against better competition. No, but he wasn't a better prospect in college. Why not? Because Trey Lance was universally regarded first How is that? So was uh, Zach Wilson and, and, yeah. and Sam Darnold no. and, and a lot of guys. Got it. Hot. Marcus I, Mariota? I, I Got it. Yes, there are a lot of guys that bust. I am not, and I am not saying Trey Lance can't be a bust. Right now, obviously, it's trending in that direction. What I am saying is every other top five quarterback picked in league history, modern league history, I can't go back to the 40s, has gotten a shot. An uh, opportunity. An opportunity. Is it there while he's getting hurt? And he the got guy hurt that, once. And the he guy that stepped in. Played great. Okay, well, the guy who stepped great. again. The, here, and I don't know if he's great. I'm not trying to here's say Here's the argument that I would make about how much they can evaluate from practice. Who was Brock Purdy practicing for last offseason? The Niners, right? Where was he on the depth chart? Third, right? It was Trey Lance's job definitively. Then Jimmy Garoppolo, who they locked out of the building, they then let him come back. When Trey got hurt, Jimmy came in. It then took Jimmy's inevitable injury for, Trey, for Brock to even get on the field. And then you're right, he played really well. And am I holding his size and profile against him a bit? Maybe. But those guys that physically limited in that size typically are not great players. Okay. Typically they're not. He was 7-0. and I, I don't care about Then what are we wins. talking about? Then what's the point of the game? He's 70. He's never lost. No, he that, can go be like, hey, here's why I should start. I've never lost. Okay, but. So, I literally don't lose. Okay, but. Like, well, and the you're players believe in him. He has that locker room. What's Does Trent Williams' record? What's Trent Williams' record? Pull What's Nicky Bosa's record? What are these guys? You know, the, the, the point of the game is to win. That is a team goal. That is a team stat. 
Okay. Quarterback numbers wins. were good too. Well, okay, you, again, but sixteen Houston, touchdowns, four interceptions, one hundred seven okay. passes. If you guys think Brock Purdy's great, then they're gonna be awesome. I'm not saying he's a Pro Bowler. I'm just saying he did. The okay, job but he's never saying, lost. And wait. I'm saying he's never gonna lose again. <laughs> it never has. <laughs> it's just the it's math, dude. He's never lost a game. Never will, unless he needs surgery after. <laughs> Let's head down to Tampa Bay where Baker is locked in a QB battle with Kyle Trask. Here he is on the battle. Take a listen. I just think overall competition in general brings out the best in everybody. Um, yeah, like you said, it's it's nothing really new to me. I've been doing it since high school, having a battle for a spot. So uh, just being comfortable within, uh, you know, the, the internal pressure and trying to elevate my own game. And also just uh, when it comes to quarterback battles, you just want the whole quarterback room to improve and progress as camp goes on. So it's just about all of us pushing each other in there. So I'm comfortable within this competition and enjoying it as we go. It's a great answer. Do yeah. you still believe in Baker? Yeah, that he's going to beat out Kyle Trask? Of course. Don't like of Kyle course. Trask. Of course. It won't. It, 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 there's no chance Kyle Trask is the week one starter if Baker's healthy. And, but I'll go a step further. That Baker might be, you guys are going to scoff, he might be the best quarterback in his division. Love it. Desmond Ritter. I, I'm okay, Desmond Ritter is one. A rookie, I think Bryce Young one day might be good if he can hit his growth spurt. But regardless of that, <laughs> so, uh, hey, no, but as even a rookie, if he doesn't hit his growth spurt, as, he's going to be better than Baker. Not as a rookie. Ultimately. Not as a, okay, ultimately maybe. But not as a, I'm talking about this year. So he then it's Baker or Derek Carr. A lot of help. And the long, Derek history, not better than Baker. the long history of the mid-tier quarterback who then has to go to another team, that usually doesn't go well. It usually doesn't go well. Could the could the Bucks go eight and nine again? Could they win the division again? Of course they could. Love it. Doesn't mean Derek they're great. Carr is better than your boy Baker. Who's the, and, and all the reports are that your boy Baker is struggling to well, beat out the Kyle, Kyle Trask. Trask in Seven interceptions oh, wait, compared to, to one no, for Kyle wants. Trask. So well, then why isn't he starting? Why because he start? they want to give Baker a shot. Speak and I is get up it. next. We'll be back here tomorrow at three o'clock. Have a lovely we day. Weren't